I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2020 National Strip Tillage Conference podcast series. In today's program, I chat with John Niemeyer with Environmentally Smart Nitrogen about some of the considerations and benefits of building the right nutrient management program in a strip-till system. Well, we're very excited and very pleased here to have uh, John Niemeyer with us from Nutrien and ESN, and uh, appreciate him making time here as part of our National Strip Tillage Conference podcast series. John, I just wanted to start off, uh, allow you to introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit more about your background and the company. Yes, um, I, I appreciate you having us on. My background is I, I was uh, in retail for uh, since uh, 95 and then uh, worked in retail for about 10 years, came on with the wholesale side and started working then with uh, the ESN product. That was about 15 years ago. That was an agronomist kind of in between there for uh, an old company called Royster Clark, which is a predecessor to Agrium at that time or CPS. And so I've been with working with the ESN for uh, about 15 years now and uh, kind of see it come into fruition. We had a plant. We had just opened up at that time. In first year, we made 30,000 tons, and then we, we had a plant that we built to make 140,000 tons and, and um, just outside of Calgary, Alberta, a little town called Carsland, and we have a anhydrous ammonia plant there. And then a number of years later, we built a second plant in New Madrid, Missouri, uh, right along the Mississippi. And then we doubled that plant about five years ago. So we have a capacity there of about 240,000 tons. And then the 140 has been upgraded for up in Canada and conti- sales continue to go up. Uh, it's a product that is uh, works very well, uh, works in uh, conditions that uh, can allow growers something different into the market as a nitrogen and uh, different than anhydrous ammonia or different than a urea, different than a liquid because of its aspects of having a polymer coating around the outside. And and where it works, it works very well. And, and there's a premium to it, actually, because, you know, we all know things come from anhydrous ammonia. We make urea and then we coat this urea. So there's a premium, but where it works and where it can help guys save in other directions, where it can help guys increase their yields, dismiss other problems that they have and in, in what they're what they're trying to do, save on, on things like seed safety and, and have problems with uh, germination. Uh, ESN brings a brings a lot to the table for for guys that are are trying to expand what they're doing out in the field with agronomy, and, and it just it just gives them some uh, variable that uh, that they didn't have with any other product that's out there. John, we uh, we just wrapped up the seventh uh, annual National Strip Tillage Conference here, and uh, a lot of good good dialogue, good interaction amongst attendees and and some of the sponsors, and and we certainly appreciate Nutrient and ES, uh, ESN being a, a title sponsor of the event this year, but some interesting uh, back and forth about, you know, some of the the benefits and and opportunities there with different forms of nitrogen application. And, you know, certainly saw amongst some of the the community messaging and even attendee to attendee, you know, asking questions about, well, you know, what's the most efficient, what's the most economic opportunity and way to go. And I I certainly saw ESN come up in a number of those conversations. Uh, Wondering if you could just, you know, talk a little bit about uh, the product itself, you know, some of the opportunities that you see within a strip-till system? ESN is, is what we call a polymer-coated urea in that, and, and, and people use that 
some people use that word uh, lightly, uh, the polymer itself, because you can have polymer liquids, that sort of thing. But we're actually a physical barrier. We're actually, you have to cut through our polymer to get to the urea on the inside. We actually cover, we cover, you know, I, I want to interchange the word plastic. It's not quite called a plastic, but it's like putting a plastic around every piece of urea that, that you're spreading out in the field. And how that works then is people say, well, how, how you know, how fast it break down, how fast it crack open, that sort of thing. It it doesn't. And, and that, that polymer around there has pores. And so what it does is it releases that nitrogen very, very slow because it just doesn't uh, dissolve and then go right into the soil. It has to dissolve on the inside by pulling in moisture, liquefying that urea, and then it oozes back out uh, from the inside of that polymer to the outside. And it pulls it out. The moisture on the outside actually will pull that nitrogen out because, because that nitrogen on the inside is a high salt, and that salt then moves from that higher concentration to a lower concentration. And so the advantages we get out of that is that very slow release, and it's releasing little bit every day into the into the into the crop into the field it doesn't glug it on like like we do with other nitrogens and it saves us from maybe going across the field an extra one or two times because we can place it out there very slowly you can do it with one application you can blend it in the way of strip till what that allows us to do is put it down there early and we don't have to come back. And the other thing it does is because it doesn't glug it out there, because like urea, when that dissolves, you still have anhydrous ammonia given off in, in some small aspect of it. That can hurt the germination of the seed that's out there. And and so in strip where we're trying to, to put nitrogen and fertilizer down below the seed where the roots are, ESN doesn't volatilize uh, that that urea or that ammonia up in there and and stop germination. So that's one of the aspects that why people talk about ESN in the strip till situations. We, we do a lot of that to the same aspect in the northern plains of uh, of United States and Western Canada for wheat, and we put it right with the wheat seed um, up to certain levels, and we've got little charts how much we can put on but same thing there we don't you know it, it's the ability there one application these guys pull these big rigs and they put seed in one bin and esn in the other so in in banding in strip tilling uh we kind of get the same effect and 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 that's one reason why you see you know people use esn in the in the strip till situations and 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 the other thing is there uh is because of that polymer coating it's very slick and very easily it moves you'll see when you set it in a bin it never cakes up and i've seen it set in a bin for two years and never cake up it just doesn't you put your hand over the pile and it, and it comes rolling down same thing inside your bin for strip tilling um it, 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 you stop that caking up which, which you have if you've got potash and dap in there for example or ammonium sulfate or a lot of the other types of uh Fertilizers, if you get a wet situation, you get some rain, you're out of the field for a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden you get back out there and you start to have plugging. And uh, ESN allows and helps with that uh, uh, quite a bit from a lot of the feedback that I get from 
many of the growers. So certainly heard some success stories from different attendees and farmers at the the conference uh, about their experience using ESN. But you know, I was curious from your perspective. You know, what are you seeing as some of the the biggest benefits, or you know, how application is is really complementing an overall nutrient management program in in a strip till system? Well, I think it allows them to put more nitrogen down at planting than maybe they thought that that uh, they could put down with straight urea or, uh, or or some of the others. So, so so I think it gives them that flexibility to put more nitrogen there. I don't have to worry about maybe you know where I'm at. We do put it down in the fall in some cases where uh, farther north where we look at anhydrous where we're using anhydrous ammonia and being able to put it on uh, late in the fall when, when the temperatures go down. This polymer that we have uh, is, is very adjustable to the weather patterns we have. So when it's cold, it tightens up very tight and it doesn't, those pores then tighten up and we, and we don't get any release, we don't get any liquefaction. But when it warms up, that's that's when the that's when the pores open up and that's where it releases faster. So, as we're putting it on in, in some of the northern areas where where it gets very cold after we put on uh, a strip, we run, the guys are running their strips. You know, they can they can put it on in the fall and uh, uh, have uh, hold out some being able to have that part of that you know work done um, maybe ahead of time and, and it gives them a little bit more elbow room to to do stuff in the spring. So when thinking about, you know, different scenarios and you walk through, you know, certainly some situations, uh, you know, as far as uh, optimal application time, you know, what are you seeing as some challenges, you know, maybe even that you uh, heard from uh, attendees at, at the conference this year uh, or, you know, have heard just in general with, with some of the customers that you work with on, you know, when they're looking to, um, you know, solve some of their nutrient management challenges and looking for strategies that they can deploy on their operation. Um, you know, what, what kind of things are, are you hearing from customers? Well, I think they, um, you know, I think customers are, uh, growers, I guess, are looking for the best way to you know, maximize their, their fertilizer dollars, number one. And and then being able to feed the corn that they have, they, they certainly want high yields. And uh, every successful farmer uh, that I know of, that's, you know, that's always four, four, four more on their mind. So and in order to do that, you want to feed that corn everything it needs from day one to, to the last day that it's going to take up, take up any fertilizer. And that evolves. You know, when you have that opportunity to put down things down in the strip, um, not just nitrogen, but PK, um, we've had some other, um, you, you guys have had some good research guys in on, on the strip till conference. And, uh, you know, they talked a little bit about uh, d- different nutrients that uh, require uptake. Uh, you know, it's also the micronutrients, uh, zinc, there was some talk of boron and copper and magnesium, secondaries, uh, you know, such as sulfur. So to be able to blend that, put that in, and then do that economically. And when you do that with a dry type of a fertilizer, it's it's a little bit more economical than, than try to do it with a liquid. There's benefits and there's challenges, I'd say. But uh, I guess ESN being, you know, used in that, those kind of situations kind of alleviate or help help out in some of the worries that you have uh, using a using a dry product. 
So I guess, you know, one of the final questions maybe I had was just, you know, looking at some advice that you might have for uh, our audience here that that's listening in on, uh, you know, when when they're, you know, trying to, to round out um, their nutrient management program, particularly, uh, you know, in a strip-till system. Um, you know, are there things that you're seeing uh, emerging uh, trends, you know, within uh, – uh, you know whether it is micronutrients or or uh, something that kind of correlates with ESN that you're seeing kind of emerge in in different farming systems. Now maybe it's not specific to strip till, but you know things that you see on the horizon which uh, you know might be worth keeping on the radar of of our audience. Well, I I, I think multiple applications of nitrogen you know is something that has been uh, growing here the last several years, um, and I think you're going to see that with sulfur as well. Uh, when you when you take a look at some of the leachable types of, uh, of fertilizers, uh, boron's another one um, that that maybe we had to take a look at a little bit of that every time we put it on. Every time we go across the field, can we add a little bit more nitrogen here or there? ESN does allow that. You know, put it in early. I do have guys that in it, and then it does depend on on the the soil type and the environmental. You know, this year we we've, we've certainly in a lot of places have an awful lot of rain. In, in in areas where I I thought guys had plenty of nitrogen, uh, as you see in the corn go from dent past that, you know, hey, a lot of that nitrogen is probably a little bit lower than than what they had uh, projected uh, has been in the past. But in, in in where's it at? And I you know how you see it there in, in, because it's been been on that surface going in. So you know maybe multiple applications of nitrogen ESN we do put on as a post as as well. I don't like to see it on as a high high concentration as a post, but we do have a lot of guys come into at knee high and put on 150 pounds, say of ESN on top. And then that slow release, you know, we'll, we'll actually start that nitrogen up on top within the next 30 days and, uh, and then release and go down into the soil. So, uh, you know, that's one thing, uh, additional key things on the micronutrients and what you're doing, you know, look at what your crop needs. I think uh, tissue testing is is something we don't do enough of. Uh, taking a look at you know wh- what does a plant needs at at what time uh, and and then being able to put that on in in the right manner. Uh, do we want to put it on? You know, I, I don't think all the answers are there yet. Do we want to put it on as a post, as a pre? Can we can we foliar it? So that's another one. And and I think at some point in time, as agriculture and as farming gets tougher. Um, it's clearly to see a lot of the research that banding fertilizer uh, is a good way to put it on. It's certainly a good way to put on micronutrients, uh, certainly a good way to put on nitrogen. And and uh, whether or not you work the saw, whether or not you strip till it and, 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 and no-till, I guess, in those strips or in those bands is, you know, different ways of looking at it. But um, if I look, you know, been in the business 30 years, if you want to look 30 years up the way, I think there'll be a lot of banding being put down uh, 30 years from now. Excellent. Well, John, I really appreciate you making the time to join us here today for uh, this session in our uh, National Strip Tillage Conference uh, podcast series. And uh, again, uh, our thanks to uh, to Nutrien and uh, ESN for being part of our Strip Till Conference this year and, and their support uh, of uh, the event and, and also the Strip Till community in general. So appreciated the time. I really enjoyed talking with you, John. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, we'd like to thank ESN and Nutrien for their support of the 2020 National Strip Tillage Conference. 
along with each of the 13 title sponsors that made the 7th annual event a success. Look for more coverage of the National Strip Tillage Conference at striptillconference.com and striptillfarmer.com. And I hope that you'll join us again for the next episode in our 2020 National Strip Tillage Conference podcast series. For John Niemeyer, ESN, and our entire staff who helped coordinate the National Strip Tillage Conference, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening.